hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome to another episode. And welcome to the very last episode I'll be doing from Europe, from European soil. I am in Athens at the moment and this is our final destination before we start to come home and I'm so excited to come home. I, oh gosh, isn't it funny? Like as you spend, the more time you spend away, the more, you know how they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, I am feeling the fondness for my kettle and my bed and just the beach at our local our local beach and just the most random silly things. Like I'm excited about waking up and being able to go to the gym and put on a load of washing whenever I want to because I don't have to find an Airbnb with a washing machine. Like, and oh, I'm really fantasizing about that second at like right before bed when we click our shutter blinds and we just get to hear hear them shutting as the room goes pitch black. We're like so ready for those little small comforts of home and it's going to be so nice just to really, really anchor into the gratitude for those real simple things because when you're on the road for this long, especially when you're living out of a bloody bike, you don't have your comforts. I mean, we, we've definitely had comforts over the last couple of weeks since we sort of finished the biking part of the trip, but living out of a bag and not knowing where you're going to sleep, not knowing what the weather's going to do, not knowing what kind of camping, if you're camping, you're going to find what kind of food you're going to be able to eat, like all of it. It just, you take away all your comforts and then you, like it really does readjust your, your what I Paul and I always talk about readjusting our dopamine sensitivities because it's so important to us that we create situations for ourselves where we are I guess putting ourselves into like an uncomfortable situation and putting ourselves into, and it's all perception, right? I know that this isn't like hard, we're not hard done by, but putting ourselves into situations that I guess challenge us, challenge, challenge us and take away all of the pleasures because it readjusts everything. Like we have had some of the most joyful experiences on the trip simply because like we'd been rained on all day long riding uphill like having a pretty like honestly it was pretty fun but like after a day like that when you get some accommodation or you get like just a warm coffee or a stroop waffle on the side of a road where there's a little bit of reprieve from the rain it's like the best thing that ever happened and it's like yeah, that's why I love bike packing. But like we, our, our dopamine sensitivities have been well readjusted. So we are so excited just for those little things like flicking on a kettle or turning on our turning on our heater or whatever it is. We haven't had those things for so long. So I'm really looking forward to really the most basic, basic things. Um, but I'm going to just jump into today's episode because a, I don't actually know how much I've got left in the tank today. I'm starting to feel like it, all of the uh, trip has just caught up with me. Like I think we tried to figure it out. We we have no idea like how many kilometers we rode. It would be four to five thousand, we think. 
And then I went to the gym this morning just to try to slowly ease my body back into weights. <laughs> oh, it's all caught up with me and I'm starting to just really wind down so that I can get myself ready for the jet lag and get myself ready to get back into routine. And it's, yeah, it's all caught up with me. So I don't know how much I've got in the tank before I take a nap today. Um, but it's something that I wanted to talk about. And it's so funny. I always say like, and this is part of my human design. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more about human design over the next uh, few episodes or while because I am thick into the study of it. And as I'm studying it and applying it to my life and my business and my create my creative processes, it's been really helpful there. I'm really, really finding it so helpful. But yeah, for me and my design, I need to respond to things as a manifesting generator. I respond to things. And when I when somebody confronts me with something or when, like, for example, today, one of the ladies in the Level Up group shared something about surrender and just trusting. And I was like, oh, I really want to talk about this. And there was so much I wanted to say. And it was not the first time because at the start of this trip, actually, Paul said that his word, and it's so funny because it's not it's not his natural state um, at all. But like at the start of this trip, Paul said something that just stuck out to me. And I was like, God, I love you, first of all. Like, I love you for saying that. But also, Oh, there's a lot to be said here. So I'm responding to all of these signs that have been like when things pop up once, I start to pay attention. When they pop up twice, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. When they pop up in my universe or they come into my like into my vortex a few times, I'm like, all right, this is for me to respond to and I'm listening and I'm paying attention. So the word surrender keeps coming up, but Paul said that surrender was going to be his word for this trip, which is just so funny because he is, and he will say it himself, like usually he likes to really control like not he's not controlling but he likes to really be making sure that he's what's what's the phrase he likes to dot his i's and cross his t's is that how it is he likes to make sure that he's got all his ducks in a row like he's the he we're yin and yang like when we're preparing for example for this trip he's done like a practice test and he did a test with like all of his bags packed and like got his legs all I don't know trained up for cycling and he got the maps ready and he started really like looking at the maps of all the places we were going and making sure that we had well he's he's I mean to be fair it's his whole career he's always been like he has to be risk averse so he has to be very in control of the environment to make sure that he can save people essentially um but yeah his his role is always to make sure that everything is in the best possible environment so that he can respond safely and so he's been he packs like my asthma puffer I just went to go find this is a funny one I just went to go find some tampons <laughs> because you know that time of the month and I was like oh shit and he's like I packed them for you I'm like oh you're the best like he, he's so onto it but this trip, he knew that that wasn't he wasn't going to be able to control all of the things because we're in different countries. We can't speak the language. It's different currencies. We don't know where we're staying. We we have to just sort of go with the flow. So he said his word was surrender, and I have watched it, and it has been so cool to watch him just surrender to whatever outcome will be, and to watch him go from like, oh, how are we gonna? Where are we gonna? Or you know, worrying about things to just going, eh whatever will happen. And when things do happen in a really shitty way or we've had a bad experience or, you know, something quote bad has happened and this is what I'm about to get into, he just goes, oh, well, that's the way the cookie crumbled. And he's just like, it's so cool to watch. And I've been obviously, I'm the one that doesn't pack and doesn't plan so much. And 
doesn't uh, really think much about those small little nuances. Um, So surrender has been a little bit more easy for me, but that's not to say, and I'm like completely calling myself out here. I found it really hard to surrender to outcomes in the very beginning phase, well, of starting a business, but also trying to really like control like what am I meant to be doing? I need to know the exact answer. Like, what is my purpose? What This isn't it. And like really fixating on this, like I need to have a a specific job or career that like lights me up and what is it? And like I needed answers and I needed to control all of that in my life because I was feeling really like, yeah, confused by it all. And I really, when I started my business, I really, really, really wanted things so badly to happen that it was hard to surrender to whatever timing was going to happen. Like I wanted to know the timeline. I wanted to know the how. I wanted to know like, you know, I had this big dream, big visions. I wanted all the things, a lot of the things that I'm doing now. But I was like, yeah, but how? How the fuck is that going to happen? How? And I was like, so, it was so hard, right, to surrender. So I've got my own experience with like really needing to know the how and know how it's going to all come about and have a plan or a strategy and hold on tightly to an outcome that I really want, which actually, ironically, when we hold on really, really tightly and we pull and we like have this real like a controlling energy around it and like tense energy and like almost impatience and attachment, that is the energy that repels, right? And so when we talk about surrendering, which is almost like it's just it's the letting go energy. It's the energy of whatever's going to happen is going to happen and detachment. And it's I always found it really difficult, uh, especially like in the manifestation world, it's almost like this confusing paradox, right? Because you're taught to like really get clear on what it is you you desire and what's lighting you up and what do you really dream of what do you what's this thing that you really 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 want what's this outcome you want but then with that comes this usually like oh my god now that I know what I really really want it's like I need it now I want it now I have to have it now and it's attachment and it's how's it going to happen and you want to control you want to know how it's all going to go down and so it's like but now that I've figured out what I want, you're telling me to not worry about it. You're telling me to be detached to it. It's a really difficult dance, right? So I want to talk about it and just offer a perspective, just offer a perspective on surrender so that you can maybe use it in those moments when like there's something you really want and you're like desperately clinging to it and or there's something and you really want to control the outcomes or you're finding yourself getting really stuck on like the mental trying to analyze, but how is this going to happen? And how can I control every little thing to get an outcome that I want? This is really, really helpful, or at least it has been really helpful to me. And that is coming back to the core belief. The core belief for me is that everything is always working out for me and for my highest good. Everything is working out for me and for my highest good. Even, even when it seems like it's not all working out, even when it seems like things are not going my way, even when I'm not getting the outcomes I wanted, even when I'm frustrated that it's not happening fast enough, even when I'm getting really angry because I want it now, I want it yesterday. It's all happening for me, even when I'm confused about what the fuck is going on. It's all happening for me. It's all for something even better. And with that, 
there's a few things I just want to touch on. Because the reason, the reason that we try to control things and the reason it's so hard to just let go and to surrender to whatever is going to happen is because we're afraid of some preconceived outcome that we have decided we don't want. We're afraid that we're not going to get the outcome we want and therefore we're going to get an outcome we don't want, we don't desire. But what if even when you get an outcome that you don't want, you were able to say and see that even though this isn't what I thought I wanted, I can see how it might be working for me. Even though this isn't the outcome I wanted, there is still something in here that is teaching me something. And even if we're, uh, we're experiencing something that we have labeled as bad, this is not what I wanted, this is an outcome that I didn't want, this is a bad outcome, what if that was actually for our highest good? Because the universe, and this is again, it comes back to, for me, a real spiritual perspective of life and like my spiritual beliefs usually are why I can surrender. I believe that everything is always working out for my highest good and there is a co-creative process. I'm only half of the equation. I do my part. I know I always do my part. And then I surrender to the other half of the equation, which is a co-creative process, which is an, a universal, all-knowing, all-loving, orchestrative process being that is always orchestrating for my highest good and for everybody else's highest good and for the expansion of the collective. And when I trust that and I know that, I know that there's going to be situations, experiences along the way that are actually going to be in my mind, in my perceptions, on my human experience labeled as bad. But those bad experiences are actually for my highest good. For example, When I think about, and I encourage you to reflect on this as I'm talking, maybe afterwards do it in your journaling, when you reflect on all of the experiences that have happened in your life up to this point, where at one point or another, it was a challenging time, it was a tough time, it was a hard thing. At the time, you probably perceived this as a really bad, unwanted experience, unwanted outcome. This is not what you wanted. This is not what you, this was bad, right? We labeled it as bad. If you look back and you start to train your brain from this point onwards and even looking back over your life, train your brain to look for what that lesson was and how it actually helped you and created a path forward to take you to somewhere better. You will see looking back that there was always dots connecting, but you you had to go through that experience to get to the next level. And this is another one of the universal laws. Before every expansion, there is a contraction. That happens before, like when we breathe, we have to expand and contract. When you give life, when you have, like when women give birth, they are literally having that contraction. That's what the contraction is. You have to contract before you can expand. And that means for us, when we are trying to achieve something, when we are trying to uh, uh, unlock our new level or to expand or to go in a certain direction, sometimes we're going to have to make, things are going to have to break for us. Things are going to have to 
go sorry things are going to work in a way that we don't perceive as good things are going to have to crumble things are going to have to feel really hard we're going to have to deconstruct things the universe will deconstruct rearrange make things move so that you can expand but you might need some quote hard or bad experiences so that you are properly prepared for where you are going and so Again, when you look back on all of those, quote, bad experiences and you look through the lens of, holy fuck, I was always supported. I was always just being guided. I was always just being prepared. I was always just being taken to this higher place. You will start to see that even in these, quote, bad things, there's no point bothering to worry. There's no point in clutching on to some outcome because there's a higher force working for you that you won't even be able to understand until you have hindsight. And so if you can't control an outcome and if you can't you can't make sense of it until later on down the track when you're at your next level, it doesn't deserve a moment of your time right now because it's outside of your control. And so again, Look back on all those hard times. When I started to do that and I think like, you know, for example, I found high school really fucking shit. I hated high school. It was not a fun time for me. And because I have that deep empathy for teenage kids, I was the probably like one of the most invested, probably to be completely honest, like boundaries, <laughs> teacher, what's a teacher student bloody protocols, don't don't hug a student and all that. <laughs> lol. I broke every one of those because I was so deeply invested in so much beyond their grades and their ability to sentence structure and write essays. I wanted to know so deeply that they were okay and that they were coping mentally and that they were doing the work to actually be resilient, confident kids. And so many students got to be the beneficiary of that because I had that deep empathy, that deep knowing, that deep understanding, because I had been there, because I had such a tough time in high school. It was all for my highest good. I was able to learn to love myself. I was able to learn how to connect to teenagers. I was able to learn how to become a teacher that could get results because I understood those students from an emotional perspective before we started looking at their academic results. So other people got to be the beneficiary. Plus, I got to be the beneficiary and it was all being orchestrated for the good of me and for the good of others. Same thing with other, quote, bad experiences, relationship failures, like being cheated on, all of these, quote, things that destroyed me in that moment and was an outcome that I certainly didn't want. I'm so fucking grateful that they happened now. Because it was all for my highest good, I would never have met Paul. I would never have done the work to know the red flags and to I would have never been able to be completely happy alone had I not been completely torn apart, had my trust, you know, taken away from me. It led me down this path of like learning to love myself and be happy on my on my own and and actually have really really high standards for what kind of behaviors I will and will and won't accept from men and because of that I've got the most loving supportive beautiful trustworthy partner ever because of that bad experience and many bad experiences that took me to where I was and so again if you look through that lens and you think well nothing bad can actually happen because in every bad 
there is some good that will come from it. And likewise, in everything good, there is probably something like it's the yin yang. It's It really is. Everything, nothing is good or bad until we relate it to something else. But it's very helpful in the process of surrendering to see it through the lens of everything is for my highest good. Everything is working out for me. Everything is being orchestrated. And if I can apply that mindset to everything, there is nothing bad that can happen. There's really nothing bad that can happen because you have, again, you come back to your own self-trust and trust in the universe, trust in something higher, that it's all working out better than you can even anticipate, better than you can even anticipate with your limited perspective of what's going on in your little human reality and your 3D world. You don't know what's happening on the quantum. You don't know, like for example, if you've just had a friendship breakup or a relationship breakup, you might not know that there is someone so much better around the corner and this was just preparing you to make sure that you're getting clearer and clearer on what you actually want to need. Maybe you didn't get the job that you thought you so desperately wanted because actually there is one that's coming around the corner that's so much better and you need to have your diary open. Maybe you literally just got a flat tire. This happened to us. Maybe you just got a flat tire when you were riding around some beautiful lake because a car was going to hit you up on the like upper head. Who knows? But when you can apply this thinking and it becomes a habit, like it really is a thought habit, when something, quote, bad happens and you can surrender to the fact that everything's working for you, you're being guided, you're being protected, you no longer need to control outcomes, you no longer need to really, really, really force things because you can just trust. What I think is really important is that you are very deeply aware of the fact that you can only do your part. The rest is not up to you. The rest is about letting go and doing your work to let go of any resistance to let good things happen to you. That's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other topic because a lot of us are actually putting up resistance to letting good in because we don't feel worthy of it. But when you do your part, do the work and then surrender to whatever's going to happen on its own timeline and everything's happening for you, you actually get rid of and you start to dissolve that attached energy and that forceful energy. Because when you're controlling, what you're really saying is, I don't trust I'll be okay. I don't trust that it's all going to work out if I can't control an outcome. And the truth is, it's and side again, I'm going on so many side tangents today, but get really good at knowing what's within your control and what is not. And the things that are outside of your control, you can control how you show up to that job interview that you think you really, 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 really want. You can control how you respond to questions or how prepared you are. You can do your part. Once it's done, It is so far outside of your control and you need to almost pretend that you're handing it over to some unconditional, deeply loving, whatever language you need to use, some deeply loving, universal, genius, God, whatever you want to call it. You're doing your part and then you're handing it all over to somebody that loves you and knows you even better than you probably know yourself and that has things around the corner that are like the best 
presence ever. You've done your part and you're going to be supported. So do your part and then know what is outside of your control. You can't control what other people are going to do with your actions. You can't control what other people are going to say or think about you. You can't control the weather. You can't control when things are going to happen. You can't control the timeline of how your business is going to hit this, when you're going to hit your business goals or when somebody, you know, you can't control that, but you can do your part with a deep trust and with a deep knowing that it's all working out for your highest good and you're exactly where you need to be to go where you're going. When you trust that everything is happening for your highest good, you it's much easier to surrender because whatever will be, will be. Even if it's bad, it's probably for your highest good. And if it is the outcome you want, that's fucking great too. So there's no point in controlling because you just trust that it's all happening for you and you're just doing your part. So <laughs> I actually don't know how long these episodes are. I brought my iPad to uh, Europe just because the laptop's too heavy and cycling and we had to be very conscious of kilos we were packing. So I don't know how long any of these episodes are, but uh, funnily enough, man's who uh, edits and produces all of this and all of the podcasts back end she messaged me for one of them and she was like ah your podcast was 33 33 or 44 44 I can't remember and I was like duh I'm so in alignment (laughs) which is so funny because again random side tangent before I do really actually stop and stop talking but random side tangent just before I do sign off I was like I used to just be like oh fuck angel numbers what a load of wank you know, like, and Paul would give me so much shit because I'm like, ah, look at the, look at the clock. And he's like, Ooh, what is the clock telling us now? And I'm like that there's big changes coming. Cause I kept saying five, 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 but no shit. When I was transitioning out of teaching and building my business, I shit you not. I started seeing five, five, five everywhere, everywhere. The bus was five, five, five. That was always, I was always walking to the gym at five fifty five, And then the five fifty five bus would come through like all the time. I was always seeing it. This last, since I've been in Europe, it's always like, I cannot make this up. I only look at the clock when it's like 4.44 or 3.33 or 2.22. It is the only thing that, and I used to think like, what a load of wank. But the more I learn about the quantum, the more I learn about mindset, the more I learn about the biology of belief and what actually happens, the more I've gotten behind angel numbers because what it actually is, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as that belief is creating something good for you, it feels good for you and you believe it. It's not whether or not it's a truth, it's how can I get behind this belief so that it shifts my vibration and attracts it in. So if I see an angel number and I choose to believe that that means good things are coming and I'm in alignment, then you know what happens the moment I see that number? I have a quick energetic shift and then I start to attract from that place. So there's my little two cents on angel numbers. I'd love to actually know how many of you... I actually quite a lot of the people inside Level Up have already mentioned angel numbers. And I'm like, yes, I love this. I love this group. So I think a lot of people here are down for it. But really, whatever you choose to believe is what you will create. And so if you can get behind angel numbers, girl, get behind angel numbers, just because it's the belief that creates the fact. It's the belief that changes. It's the belief that you know, it's doing something so that when you see it, you have that moment of something positive in your mind. And that thing that's positive in your mind is putting out a positive vibration. You're attracting it back. And that's just how 
thoughts work. So anyway, I'm actually going to go now. Hopefully that wasn't too long. I have no idea. All I can see is that this is 737 bars and my math is not quick enough to figure out how long that is. So hope it wasn't waffling. I am waffling now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go find Paul somewhere in the pool, go out for some Greek moussaka and gelato, and then I will see you next week when I'm back in Australia. All right, bye.